Hey everyone, and welcome to the Nightfit Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Knight, owner and founder of Nightfit LLC, a company whose mission is to help as many men and women reach their fitness potential as possible. On this podcast, we chat about all things health and fitness in hopes of providing you with all the latest research. So with that, let's get into today's topic. Hey, yo, welcome back to the Night Fit Podcast, you guys. Thanks for being here today. Today is going to be fun as I will be answering some of Google's top fitness questions, meaning what people search the most when it comes to their fitness journeys. Um, And I found these literally on Google, and I hope that they're questions that you might have pondered at some point, and then I provide an answer for you. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Number one question, how often should I exercise? The recommendation that comes from the health organizations that drive pretty much all of American recommendations is 150 minutes a week or 75 minutes a week of vigorous exercise. So if you're someone who likes to go on a stroll or you're someone who likes to work out really intensely, it's either 150 minutes or 75 minutes recommended by the health organization. However, those are the bare minimum. Most of the recommendations you'll see for health type things like protein consumption, fat consumption, they're the bare minimum for survival. And the same thing applies to exercise recommendations. When they say 150 minutes a week of moderate to light exercise, that's pretty much what you need to not die or to be a living human being. So I'm going to argue against that and say that you should be exercising almost daily. Rest days are important, obviously. However, even on a rest day, a nice walk is a great way to actually aid recovery. So I would suggest exercising daily for at least 30 minutes and exercising both in the methods of resistance training or strength training and doing some cardio throughout the week. So you should be doing some regular strength training like resistance training with weights or Pilates with heavy resistance, things like that, as well as more general cardio like jogging, elliptical, walking, etc. You should do a mix of those throughout the week and I would say at least 30 minutes every single day you should aim for. How do I stay motivated? Now, I'm not going to lie, nobody on earth wakes up motivated every single day. That would just be false. Most of us actually wake up lacking motivation fairly often. Um, We don't wake up and just think, oh gosh, I can't wait to get XYZ and a million things done. We just kind of power through. There's something important to note too when it comes to this question is that there is a difference between true exhaustion and fatigue and just a lack of motivation. And sometimes deciphering between the two can be really difficult, especially if you might fall somewhere in the middle of the two. So a good rule of thumb when it comes to that is to start with 10 minutes. So whether you have a run scheduled, start with just 10 minutes if you're lacking motivation. And if you truly feel exhausted and fatigued after 10 minutes, call it quits. 
However, if you start to feel better after 10 minutes and feel like you can, you can power through and like you have the willpower, do it. The 10 minute rule is really a great way to test whether you're actually truly fatigued or you're just a little bit unmotivated. And honestly, a lot of times after 10 minutes, you feel yourself get a little bit hyped up and rejuvenated and that can actually power the workout even more. So that's a great recommendation for motivation. However, there are other methods when it comes to your day-to-day life to stay motivated. A great method is an accountability partner or buddy or just a friend who texts you and says, did you get your workout in today? Or a great resource is a coach. A coach is someone who can hold you accountable to your training as well as answer any questions or problems you might be having. So I highly encourage finding an accountability buddy. Another way to stay motivated is to have a goal, an end goal. So whether you're training for a 5K that you already signed up for, or you have a body weight goal, or you have a certain fitness goal, like be able to do 10 pull-ups by XYZ, that's a great way to motivate yourself because you know the goal is looming. And if you don't meet it, you'll have failed to reach your goal. So setting a realistic goal or a smart goal is a great way to motivate yourself on a daily basis. Another way to motivate yourself is to eliminate barriers ahead of time. So if you know in the morning you tend to skip your workouts because you just don't have your clothes ready or your snack ready, etc., a great way to motivate yourself is to know that when you wake up in the morning, everything is ready. So do that ahead of time. Do that the night before. Eliminating barriers to exercise is an awesome way to keep yourself going, especially when motivation is low. It just makes the whole process of pushing through a bit easier. Um, With that, last point I'll say about motivation is to find exercise you enjoy. Moving in a way that actually brings you happiness is such a key way to stay consistent with a training routine, especially on the days where you're not super excited to train. So find a method of movement that you love and use that as your primary source of exercise. Should I skip cardio? No, you should not skip cardio. Cardio is the exercise form that primarily improves your VO2 max and your heart health. Your VO2 max essentially is your heart's ability to use oxygen to pump blood throughout your body as well as just improve the efficiency of your heart. And you can only improve your VO2 max through high intensity exercise, which is essentially near maximum heart rate exercise. So doing bouts of sprints, doing the elliptical with really hard intervals, et cetera. That's a great way to improve your VO2 max. And that is how you lengthen your life is by strengthening your heart. And cardio is the primary form of exercise to do that. You can get some really hard, high-intensity exercise in through strength training. However, it's very difficult to reach your maximum heart rate through strength training unless you're like a strong man and doing powerful lifts, but the majority of us aren't. And so it's important to focus on our heart health through cardio. Cardio is also great for your mental health. It's great for your lungs, your digestive health, your brain. 
pretty much every organ in your body cardio benefits. And so by performing cardio regularly, you just help your longevity and extend your life. And it's been shown in when in tandem with strength training to be the number one way to prevent all kinds of different diseases in the long run. Um, by doing cardio, you lower your risk of obesity. And when you do that, you lower your risk of all the diseases that stem from obesity, like diabetes, cardiac problems, brain function problems, digestive issues, etc. So cardio is extremely important and you should not skip it. I'd encourage at least three to four cardio sessions a week or just some light cardio every day. Even a 20 to 30 minute walk is an amazing way to keep your heart healthy. And then when it comes to that really high intensity cardio, I'd encourage one to two sessions where you hit your maximum heart rate a week just to make sure you're keeping your VO2 max at a really high level. How do I lose weight effectively? Weight loss occurs when you consume less than you expend. So essentially, if you expend 2,500 calories a day, combining both your resting metabolic rate and your exercise expenditure, if you expend that much in a day and only consume 2,000 calories in a day, you'll start to lose weight. A good recommendation is to lose about a pound a week and to not try to do anything more drastic than that as that can be very unsustainable and even dangerous. So if you're looking to lose about a pound a week, you'll want to be at about a 500 calorie deficit a day because one pound of fat is 3,500 calories. So to lose 3,500 calories worth of fat, you'll need to lose 3,500 calories of consumption. So by doing 500 down in calories every day, you'll do that in a week. And so, yeah, that's the number one way to lose weight effectively. And I would essentially start by looking at your diet, what you're consuming, how many calories you're consuming, especially if weight loss is something you need to do for your health in the long term. I would greatly encourage you to Look at your diet first and foremost before you even think about exercise because pretty much everything is determined by your nutrition and how you're eating at the end of the day. You could be training very intensely, but if you're eating very poorly, you will not see progress. And so the same is true with weight loss. If you just start exercising a ton, but you don't change your diet, odds are you won't see success to the degree that you could if you just reevaluated how you're eating and made sure that you are expending more than you consume. So that is the first thing I would do to lose weight. How often should I rest? Rest is absolutely crucial. We actually don't recover or our muscles don't grow without proper rest. And so I would encourage at least one rest day a week, maybe even up to three if that best suits you. Rest days are really growth days, and I actually dropped a podcast on this topic as well. When we rest, that is when our muscles take the time to recover. Post-exercise, even the following day post-exercise, we're still kind of in a state of coming down from that workout. Our metabolism is still elevated. We're still recovering. On a full rest day, that is when our body puts all the focus into repairing 
And that's when we see muscle growth. So take at least one rest day a week. And with that too, make sure you're sleeping properly. Sleep is absolutely critical for muscle growth as well as muscle repair post-exercise and the ability to continue exercising back-to-back days. We need proper sleep for that to happen. There's hormonal changes that occur um, when we sleep, especially when it comes to insulin-like growth factor and hormones that encourage muscle growth. That is very dependent on how much sleep we're getting. And so when we don't sleep properly, we see a lack of muscle growth and muscle function. So sleep is critical. And when it comes to strength training, make sure you don't train the same muscle groups back to back. That'll just shorten the amount of recovery that's able to happen and will stunt any gains that you could have had had you just taken a day between training the same muscles. When it comes to cardio sessions, back-to-back days tend to be fine as um, if you're not doing anything too strenuous in those cardio sessions, if you're just going for a light jog, back-to-back days tend to be totally fine. Just obviously make sure you listen to your body, factor in what you need on a personal level, and make sure you're providing yourself enough rest post-exercise through sleep, eating properly, taking that at least weekly rest day, and other methods of recovery as well, like rolling out, stretching, etc. Should I stretch before my workouts? I always encourage before a workout to do dynamic movement as it warms up your body. So moving your body through a full range of a specific motion, such as a leg swing, or a knee to chest, or walking lunges, etc., as opposed to static stretching, which is essentially holding your muscle in a specific position for a certain amount of time. Before a workout, you should do those dynamic movements. Post-workout, you should do things like static stretching to help aid in recovery, as well as foam rolling. You can also do foam rolling before exercise because it helps blood flow to the muscle groups that you're looking to train Um, and so I encourage a bit of foam rolling and dynamic before a workout, do your workout end with some static stretching and foam rolling. That's really the best way to approach that part of your routine and don't shirk on recovery, um, post-workout either, because that is absolutely crucial to help your muscles relax, calm down, get the proper blood flow that they need to recover as well as just allow you to perform again the next day. Eat before or after my workout? Both. You should be eating something before and especially post-workout, but both are very important. Um, The latest research has been showing, and I've been reading this in multiple different areas, um, that eating before exercise leads to better performance, aids in recovery post-exercise because you were fueled before you started. Um, And so great options before exercise, if you have a short amount of time, tend to be easy to digest carbs, things, simple sugars, things like that, because your body can immediately use them for energy. And bad examples of food right before exercise are things that are very high protein or high fiber or high fat. So you won't want to eat a giant steak and a bunch of French fries or a burger or anything like that because Your body has a very difficult time digesting those foods and that can hurt your performance and just lead you to end up falling and crippling yourself, (laughs) literally and metaphorically. So 
you don't want to do that. You do want to have nice, easy carbs. If you have more time, however, let's say you have up to three hours before your workout, you can have a small meal with an equal balance of proteins, fats, and obviously get plenty of carbs in. Carbs are glucose, which is what your body uses to produce energy for exercise. And so that's why I emphasize getting enough carbs in. Post-workout, you'll want to focus more heavily on that protein. Protein and essential amino acids are what allow your muscles to properly recover and from there grow and become stronger. So protein post-exercise is absolutely critical. Anywhere from one to two hours is probably optimal. Um, Post-exercise, you don't want to wait too long because it can just make you hungrier over time. There, there are studies that disagree on the window of time frame that you have post-exercise. There's people who say you need to eat within 30 minutes. There's people who say you have up to, you know, even six hours. So my approach is always one to two hours to even three max. Try to get some really high protein foods in to your body and um, make sure you ate in that recovery process as well as carbs and fats to, um, repair the energy that was lost, restore the energy that was lost, sorry, as well as that fat helps with overall satiety and um, making sure you're getting a balanced diet. So yeah, before and after are both critical and um, it's important to emphasize both. Is strength training or cardio better? Neither is better than the other. They both play a very important role in your longevity. Strength training is what leads to muscle growth. And as we age, we do tend to naturally lose muscle. That's just part of the aging process. However, you can counteract that or at least stunt it a bit by strength training or resistance training. You can't put on muscle unless you're lifting at a challenging or heavy rate. So if you're only doing resistance training that doesn't challenge you, you won't put on muscle and thus you'll actually continue to lose that muscle as you age and losing muscle just makes your metabolism go down. It makes your bones get weaker, your joints get weaker, your cognitive function decline, um, your digestive system decline, your hormones are less regulated. So strength training is the best way to maintain muscle and then avoid all of those issues that come with muscle loss. And then when it comes to cardio, cardio is what... Cardio, excuse me, is what leads to a strong heart and allows proper blood flow to all of your organs for proper organ function, and it leads to better mental health. It's important for your overall digestive system. It's so important for every bodily system that that's why strength training or cardio, one is not better than the other. They both together lead to a very prosperous life. And so that's why I personally am a hybrid and I'm a hybrid trainer. I do both a lot of cardio and a lot of strength training so that I'm performing optimally as well as just am an athletic person. So I would suggest in your training routine that you put an equal emphasis on both throughout the week and prioritize both. What benefits are gained by exercising? The benefits to exercise are truly numerous. Um, I don't think I could make like a full list in one podcast. Um, Exercise has been shown to decrease the symptoms of all types of mental health disorders. So whether it's depression, anxiety, um, OCD, anything like that, exercising has been shown to relieve those symptoms. Exercising is directly tied to your overall longevity 
and risk of all different types of diseases. So if you're someone who already has a certain disease, exercise can more than likely aid in the healing of that disease or at least lowering the symptoms, as well as prevent future diseases that you might be more susceptible to, such as obesity. And with obesity, obviously, comes so many different types of diseases related to that and caused by that. So exercise has been shown to reduce that. Exercise just leads to more um, improved body image and confidence, so more confidence. Um, it's been tied to people feeling better about themselves due to um, the way it makes them look and feel. And with that, it has been tied to affirmations towards oneself due to reaching new goals, trying new challenges, um, things like that. Um, exercise is fun and it's a great way to be social. So when you exercise in a social setting, you actually improve your relationships because of the endorphins, the connection. Um, there's something too to be said about being in the quote unquote trenches together because um, when you're working toward a certain difficult goal, let's say you're in a certain running group together, those relationships are foundational because you're working through something really challenging. So exercise has been shown to improve and build relationships. Um, exercise, like I mentioned, extends your life in a way that can improve how you're able to serve others. So by being a healthy and strong individual, you're better able to be a better parent. You're around for more. You can say yes to more. And it allows you to serve others more readily. Um, exercise improves your cognitive function and how on point you are and how quickly you can get answers for questions because the blood flow to your brain um, and the strength training actually improves your overall um, card, your overall brain function and um, how quickly your brain reacts and can provide answers to things. And that's been shown over and over in different numerous studies. So the benefits of exercise are truly endless and I'm so passionate about that. And I think I've answered that question in numerous different ways through different podcast episodes or even through my posts on social. So to answer that question, yes, the, there are many benefits to exercise and they're pretty much numerous. How can I build muscle? The best way to build muscle is to establish a regular strength training routine, whether you build it yourself or you work with someone, to eat enough protein, so focus on protein, and get at least one gram per pound of body weight, if not more, for your muscle building goals, to eat enough calories. A lot of people think they can put on muscle by, but are not eating very much, and that is just kind of uh, it doesn't even make sense when you hear that sentence. You have to eat enough calories. I recommend consulting a registered dietitian or a new, uh, nutritionist or someone who can help you discover what your calorie needs are and be sure you're at baseline. Um, and then be consistent. So show up and strength train hard. And lastly, uh, lift heavy um, and challenge yourself or lift to fatigue. If you don't want to lift heavy, make sure you're lifting in a way that exhausts your muscles because that's when they actually grow. Um, those are the top tips for muscle building. Last question, can fitness be a hobby? Absolutely. Um, fitness should be a hobby. Fitness should be, honestly, it should just be a part of your life, your day-to-day -day life. Like being active and exercising and eating well should be a part of your everyday it shouldn't be something you force into your life because if you're constantly forcing it into your life, 
it isn't something that'll just come naturally and come normally and you'll end up suffering because you'll tend to neglect it and push it away when you don't feel like doing it. Whereas if you make it a part of your day-to-day life, fitness and a hobby you do every single day, um, it just becomes something you do without thinking. Uh, And that's when you truly find sustainability. And so I would encourage you to make it something that the top of your hobby list that you do on a daily basis. So whether it's just cooking in more, going for that daily walk, um, connecting with a friend and going for a jog, that kind of thing, make it a part of your life, something you love, find ways that you love to do it and make it normal and make it something that you don't neglect. Last question, because it because it matters. Um, how important is nutrition? Very important. What you eat and how you move need to be aligned. If you're not thinking actively about what you're consuming and you're kind of eating like crap, but you're trying to improve physically and you're exercising now, but you're still eating like crap and you're always eating dessert. And when your goal is weight loss, like dessert is fine. It's more just about if you're not changing how you're eating and thinking you will see change, that doesn't add up. So you need to both change how you move and how you eat and nutrition needs to be a crucial part of that. I would encourage the 80-20% kind of approach. So 80% of the time you focus on foods that aid your performance, fuel you, allow you to recover. 20% of the time you listen to your cravings. You eat the dessert, the sweet, um, and you just, whatever makes you feel complete. So on a daily basis, I use the 80-20 approach. I focus primarily on foods that will help me perform. And then I always pretty much have dessert every night, that 20%. Not throughout the day, all day. I just have my little dessert and it's amazing and it allows me to feel complete and satisfied. I don't approach the day 50-50 or anything like that. It has to be, you have to feel properly to perform properly. That's just, that's just the way it is, honestly. Like, and I think that's hard for some people to hear because they don't want to change their diet. But yeah, tough pill, but honestly, it will change your life. And it'll become easier too. Um, It just, you have to set the habit. That's really the truth there. So I hope you found these questions interesting. Um, I certainly loved answering them. They weren't canned. I didn't even look at them before I did this. So I hope you found the questions informative. Um, As a NASM certified personal trainer and someone who's been an athlete my entire life, this was super fun to answer and provide insight to. I hope you guys enjoyed and took away some thoughts and I am excited for the next episode. Make sure you check me out on Instagram at night double underscore fit, or I have a website nightfitfast.com where I actually have a bunch of new programs that I think you might just be interested in. So check that out. I also have a workout warehouse for $19.99 a month with access to 50 plus workouts all the time that you can do whenever you want with new workouts added weekly by me um, designed for your success. So I would recommend checking out those different programs and make sure you follow me on my socials and stay tuned for the next episode on Monday.